Please be advised, nothing in this podcast should be taken as therapy, medical care, or mental health care advice. Topics discussed by the host and guests reflect their own personal experiences and are not intended to replace the services of medical or mental health professionals. And please know, if you are having any thoughts of self-harm or taking your own life, please call or text 988. Help is available 24-7. I'm Rick Schwartz, life coach, public speaker, and all-around curious guy. My curiosity, my life, and the lives of the many people I have worked with have taught me time and time again that there are challenges to overcome and successes to celebrate. You're listening to We All Have Something, a podcast about the human experience, a podcast about celebrating our authentic self. So let's get started. Welcome to another episode of We All Have Something, and I'm going to start where I normally do with gratitude. Thank you all again for supporting this podcast. And that support is in listenership. Downloads continue to go up. Uh, More subscribers, people interacting on social media with these episodes as well, commenting on things, letting me know, sending me messages. And I hear you and I see you and I appreciate it. In fact, on that note, before we get into this episode, the last episode of this season, which will end, I think it's going to end in October, maybe early November, the last episode will be a QA. and a Now, of course, I can't do it live where people are calling with questions, so this is where I'm going to start soliciting now. Send me a message on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, or you can even email me. All that information on how to contact me is down below in the show notes of each episode. You can go to my website, CoachRickSchwartz.com, and find out how to connect with me there however you want. And send a question you'd like to hear answered on this podcast. I'm going to collect all the questions in the very last episode of this season. It will be a fun sort of Q&A. Have your questions answered. And I look forward to receiving your questions and building an episode around that. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. But let's talk about this episode. We're here right now. Let's talk about this episode. This episode is titled Finding Balance in an Unbalanced World, which also happens to be the title of the book that really impacted me the most when I was going through my challenging time in 2020. Now, I know right away. You're probably, oh, during the pandemic. So if you're new to my podcast, maybe you haven't heard the episode from season one, which talks about how I got into coaching. And part of that process was I had overworked myself. I had hit that compassion fatigue, that burnout. Uh, I was physically basically falling apart and recognized, well, I didn't recognize actually, going to the doctor, going to an acupuncturist, going to a lot of people looking for answers, it came to the conclusion that I'd overworked my stuff. I had stressed my body to the point where my body physically was like, look, your mind is pushing you too far, too fast, too hard, and the body is not going to deal with that anymore. And I ignored all the proper signs. So with that, I took time then to to step back and look at myself and, and sort of take that position of mentoring myself, coaching myself. Because at, at that point in my life, although I was not a certified coach yet, I had been mentoring college students going into careers for quite a while. I had mentored uh, some peers, if you will, that were taking advantage of early retirement and were transitioning from career to retirement, life changes essentially. And not that I've ever retired, but they relied on me for that perspective and my mentoring and the opportunity to look at different perspectives, ask challenging questions, and really dig deep that way. So I took that position of myself and I started reading all sorts of books about personal growth, personal development, recovering from burnout, recovering from 
you know, the compassion fatigue, all of those things. And I was reading books from Mel Robbins and Jay Shetty, uh, Dave Hollis, you, you name all the greats, you know, all the, all the big ones out there right now that are in that realm of personal growth, personal development, personal care, all of that. And I was consuming everything I could, just reading all of it. I was going online, looking at these different programs and came across, of course, uh, several different accounts on social media that were of interest. Part of that process then, I came across these two guys, Dave and Troy, Dr. Dave and Dr. Troy, and on social media, they were talking about this thing called ULA, having your ULA life, live your ULA life. And I was like, well, I don't, I don't know what that is. And I tried to try to look it up, found a website and it, okay, I, it's, it's sort of the way they, they deem this lifestyle that you live or you can live that is, is in balance. So with that, I found there was also a book. And since I was in that space and time of my life where I was consuming all this information, getting books and everything else, audiobooks, I went ahead and ordered the book. And I have to admit, the first thing that really stuck out to me was realizing that these weren't just two guys who were positioning themselves as thought leaders in the realm of personal growth. That one of them, Troy, who has the name Uluguru, which I thought was kind of interesting, he had this perspective on how to set goals and how to live his life from a very early age and had always implemented it. And then Dr. Dave was and is online, the Ula Seeker in social media. And I thought that was interesting as well. Like, okay, if you're a guru and you're seeker. But Dr. Dave, his story is that he was following Dr. Troy's principles for quite a while and then stopped and his life fell apart. And in the book, it's not, here's what you need to do, here's the equation, here's these random stories about people doing stuff. This is Dr. Dave and Dr. Troy telling their stories. This book is a series of experiences that they have each been through that have allowed them to reach what they now refer to as that Ula life. Right away, one of the things I read, I mean, it's, it's page four of the introduction, Dave is talking about how Troy gave him some perspective. And I'm going to read right from the book here. I think it's just, it's just brilliant. I don't want to paraphrase. I don't want to butcher it. So I'm going to read right from the book. This is Dave basically saying, he then told me a story about how they design a car so you can see both in front of you and behind you. They provide a rear view mirror, which is small but adequate. The front windshield is large and unobstructed. It's designed so you can easily see what's ahead. He pointed out how the views ahead and behind are designed to scale. You do need to look behind you, but only briefly, from time to time. The majority of your energy and focus, however, should be on the windshield in front of you. He goes on to say, In that moment, I learned that my life is the same way. I do need to look at my past, but only briefly, from time to time, and only to learn from it. The majority of my time should be spent looking forward, planning where I'm going. And like I said, I had been reading a bunch of books, consuming all sorts of content, but for whatever reason, that little analogy that Dave explains that Troy said to him, it really stuck with me in the sense of understanding we have to learn from the past, but we can't dwell on it. That using that analogy of the car, looking forward, you have the full windshield versus the rear view mirror. That's only a portion of your field of view. And that's an important portion of your field of view, but not significant enough that it takes up the majority of the space. And of course, I was hooked. I mean, I kept reading on and on, and the book continues to share how Dave went through his process of completely falling down. Troy was there for him to help not build him up, but to offer up, here is a system, here's a framework, this is how you need to do it. And I love the fact that it's based on really starting with understanding your dreams. What is it you really want out of life? 
but then also being very realistic that you have to start at the starting line. You don't get to go right to the finish line. You don't get to just go ahead and jump all the way to this is my dream. This is what I want. Okay, poof, you got it. It's a very realistic view of, okay, this is where you are now. And that's where you want to be. And this is where you want to go. Now let's be realistic about creating a system to get you to where you want to be. Understanding it's going to take work. In fact, further into the book, there's this great little quote about the Ula life. The Ula life takes effort, but the rewards are deep and the fruit produced sweet. So what is an Ula life? What is this term we're, we're talking about here? It's funny. They have it written out pretty much as if it was right out of the dictionary, but I'm just going to read it to you instead of the, the 1A and B and C and all the fun little other things. Ula. It's derived from the French expression oulala, a state of awesomeness, a life that is balanced and growing in the areas of health, finance, career, relationships, and well-being. It is a destination, as in getting to Ula, describing actions, insights, and goals that lead to a balanced life. Example being, that's so Ula, the ultimate plan for achieving balance in an unbalanced world. And again, that definition is early on in the book. And so reading that, I'm like, okay, this is interesting. How do we have an ultimate plan for achieving balance in an unbalanced world? What does that look like? How does that work? Yeah, I come from a world where goals are set every year, but I'm going to be honest with you. I was never taught how to really truly implement setting a goal out into that future point. Like, I want to do this by this date, or I am going to do this by this certain date, and then actually building out what it takes to get there. It's always been sort of this, well, this I'd love to get this done. I'd love to do this. Eventually, one day I'll have that, or I'll do that, or I'll accomplish this. And then as life would happen, it's like, oh, I want to kind of progress that direction but I never really created a plan. And the funny thing is, you know, you go back to the car analogy. I love road trips. I have been on road trips ever since I was a child. And every single time as a kid, I'm like, are we there yet? How much further? You know what my parents would do? They'd hand me a map. Yeah, this is, this is a while ago. Paper maps, long before we had GPS on our phones or in the car. They would hand me a map. And my mom would point to this is where we are right now. And this is where we want to go. This is the way we're going to go. And I would look at those maps. I would study them. Okay, the next intersection you know, Highway 52 is our next intersection. I'd look for the next sign that says that's 10 miles away, then five miles away, then two miles away. And then I'd see it so I could tell where we were on the map. And I could plot out exactly how we're going to do it. And then as I got older, I wanted to see the maps before the road trip. Mom, where are we going? Where is it on the map? And I would look at it. I would look at all the different routes we could take, planning the trips. Okay, here's the rest stops, you know, where we could take a rest stop, or here's a city where we can get lunch, stop off and get something to eat. Early in my life, I was shown how to create a plan how to see where we are versus where we want to go, to map that out, to acknowledge where we might need to stop or where we can if we need to. Where's the opportunity to maybe take a little side road that's more scenic? Or if we're driving along and all of a sudden there's construction, well, where on the map then can we plot that we have to backtrack by a few miles, take this other exit, go around this way and find a different way to get to our destination? Doesn't mean we're just going to throw in the towel and not go on our weekend getaway or the week-long trip. It just means we're going to take a different route. But yeah, when it came to life goals, I never had thought of that before, never really uh, approached it from that direction. Reading through this book really allowed me that opportunity to kind of have that aha epiphany, to really realize that we need to take control of where we're going in life. Otherwise, we don't know for sure where we're going to end up. I know now as a coach of, of several years and of having worked with so many clients, having talked to people in general just about life, we're never taught that we have the opportunity to honestly make life happen for us. 
sure, we have some loose goals. Oh, I'd like to get married. I'd like to have a family. Oh, I want this particular car. I want to live in this neighborhood. I want to have that job. But we never really harness our ability to make those plans and to make it more meaningful, to make it more impactful. Okay, so once you're married and you have kids and you have that house in that neighborhood you wanted, now what? That's it? You're just done trying to achieve things? The reality is there's so much more to life, and yet often we just let life happen to us. So as I was reading through this book, I started to really get intrigued by the way Dave and Troy presented this information, the way Dave shared his story, the way Troy shared his experience from his perspective, how things were going and his experiences that got him to the point where he was able to retire early, like in his 40s, early 40s, completely retired, completely debt-free does whatever he wants. Fast forward to today, of course, both Dave and Troy are building this giant ULA organization because so many people have responded so well to this book. This book was initially (laughs) self-published, a couple thousand copies, but then a publisher picked it up and now it is sold around the world. It is sold in different languages. They've, They've come up with different versions of it as well. Along with that, people start asking, how can we teach and train this? How can we coach this? So they opened up the coaching program, which I I jumped in and became a certified coach. And now it's grown to also being a membership opportunity, an online e-learning platform, and so much more as they're really looking to spread the word. Because when people learn how to do this, it is honestly life-changing. I remember the first time I met Dave and Troy in person last December at Ulapalooza. Yes, they have an annual gathering called Ulapalooza. And my first words to both of them was, thank you. Thank you for putting this together and not just leaving it as a book. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to teach this to other people. As a coach, I see the impact this has on my clients. The impact it's had on my own life personally has been amazing, but the impact this has had on my clients to see that, I wanted to share that with them and say, look, you don't see it. You might see how it affects me and other people who are here now at Ulapalooza as coaches But I want you to know you're also impacting people I know and that I work with and their families. I mean, testimonials I get back about how my family members, my coworkers can't believe the change in my life and how my change in my attitude and the way I'm doing things. Thank you so much, Rick, for for helping me through that. That's because of this book. Honestly, you can draw the line straight back to this book because it motivated me to go, okay, I want to be a life coach. And I'm going to be honest with you too. I didn't just sign up for the ULA certification. I looked around. I looked around at several different ways someone can get certified to become a life coach. And I kept coming back to ULA. I kept coming back to what Dave and Troy said and how they use the framework of ULA and how the coaches get access to that and basically do the same thing. It was an opportunity for me to teach and coach others in the way that I started living my life. And going through the process of getting certified just solidified how I approach each day. This book is really what I point to when people say, well, how'd you get started in life coaching? Yeah, the the start was eons ago. I mean, yeah, technically the start, if you want to go to the very beginning, it was a spark in me that enjoyed mentoring these college students four or five, six years ago. And through that time period, that window of time of doing that, and seeing that, that that was meaningful, and I enjoyed helping people through that process and supporting them in that way, making them realize they had the answers in them, they just needed someone to bounce it off of or maybe a little perspective shift. You could point that far back, but honestly, I point to this book. I point to Dr. Dave and Dr. Troy sitting down and deciding to write this book. And as you get to know them, you find out it was actually Dr. Dave's idea. <laughs> and Troy's like, I don't know about this, but eventually came around. And, and I'm so glad he did, as, and I know hundreds of thousands of other people are as well. You know, ULA is now global, it's worldwide, and it continues to grow. And I'm really excited to share with you that 
I'm interviewing Dr. Troy and Dr. Dave, the Ula Guru and Ula Seeker on this podcast. The very next episode is going to be an interview with Dr. Troy. And I purposely chose to interview them separately. It's kind of funny. When I first put it out there, you know, hey guys, you you want to do a podcast interview thing? They they were like, oh sure. And they figured it'd be together because they always interview together. This has been a project that they have been doing. This is something they've worked on for so long now, decades together, that they wanted to do the interview together. And I think, no, I really would like to do it one-on-one. And give me an opportunity to to really hear each one of them tell their stories of this process. And I purposely start with Dr. Troy because as a Ula Guru, I really wanted to know where did this come from? He's the one that taught Dave this stuff. Where does this come from? Where where was it in his heart and his soul that this emerged, that he started living his life this way, that he could retire early? Where was it then that he started teaching this to Dave? And then we do an interview with Dave next because Dave is the one who who lived it so much so that he had the successful life, lost everything when he stopped living it, turned around and put it all back together by following Troy's guidance, and then was like, I need to share this with everyone else around the world. And it's now what they do for a living is they share and teach and and put out there everything Ula. Before I wrap up this episode, there's a couple things I also want to share out of this book. For one, I love the analogy Dr. Troy uses when it comes to finding balance in life. Now, I know from working with clients, that sometimes seems very unrealistic. How can you have perfect balance in life? And the reality is you never have perfect balance. There are moments where everything is going just right, but you have to be attentive. You have to be thoughtful and mindful every day about that process. Otherwise, then things become very out of balance. And Dr. Troy, in the early parts of the book, mentions the concept of of spinning plates. Imagine these seven key areas of your life as seven plates spinning on these poles. Now, if you've ever seen a plate spinner, of course, they know what they're doing, but they add a little drama to it, like, oh, the plate could fall. But the reality is, as they spin one, then two, then three plates, maybe they get to the fourth and fifth plate, they got to go back and, and kind of tap on and spin number one and two a little more. And they get four and five going, and then maybe even six and come back and tap two and three. And then they, they finally get seven up there and going. And then they got to go run back and tap four and five again and back to one and then seven and six. And the idea is they, they add drama to this because they have to keep going back and spinning the plates are getting really wobbly. They can't just focus on the one plate or two plates. And the process of keeping all seven plates up in the air on these poles spinning is you have to be mindful of all seven. And you can get one spinning really, really well, but you have to go back then and, and deal with and work with those that are getting wobbly. And you can you can let that one go that was spinning really well. You can let that go for a while maybe while you tend to the other ones and then come back to it. That's a great analogy, again, that, that Dr. Troy brings up in the sense of finding that balance. So what are the seven key areas? Well, I know if you're a listener to this podcast, you've heard me talk through them before, but just real quick, I want to go through. It's your fitness. Your fitness isn't just going to the gym. It's your actual health of how are you sleeping? How are you eating? You know, what, what are you doing with your body in general? Because it's a big part of your, your whole life, really, honestly. And then the next section is finance. You know, finance can be a big stressor. We live in a world where maybe you're thinking, oh, well, finance is money's bad, money's evil. It's actually a means to an end and it allows you to live your life how you want. So we talk about finance. The book talks about dealing with that aspect of your life. And then family, toxic people in your family versus loving people in your family. Where do you fit in that? Are you the toxic person? Are you the loving person? How do you set up boundaries? And then field or your career. Are you just going to work, punching a time card, hating life Monday through Friday, living for the weekends? Then maybe we need to reevaluate. Talks about really getting meaningful work done and how you can do that. 
They also talk about faith. Dr. Dave and Dr. Troy are Christians, and a lot of my clients are not. And a lot of people I know fall into the spectrum of faith and spirituality in a different area. And I love this about this book. Dr. Dave and and Dr. Troy recognize that they are Christians, but they also recognize that everyone has their own belief and that that is honorable, that what's most important is that you understand you need faith and spirituality in your life to really move up to the next level. And I can say too, from my own studies, it has been proven time and time again in multiple psychological studies that it doesn't matter what your religion is, what matters is you have a solid faith walk, a solid spirituality in your life of a higher power of some sort, acknowledging that aspect of our existence because it allows you to feel more empowered moving forward. And then also the other areas, friends and fun. Friends similar to family as you look at your inner circle. Who are your close friends and how do they impact your life? And are they, are they lifting you up or are they bringing you down? And then fun. That's a key area in my life that I let slide as I got into adulthood because, well, adulthood, responsibilities. But acknowledging you need to set aside time for fun and really have that be a part of those seven areas of your balanced life. Again, that's all covered in this book. I personally recommend this book. Uh, I've given it out to multiple people as gifts. I've bought multiple copies and sent them (laughs) to different people because it's a great introduction, even if you don't need or want coaching, and if you don't want to go any further into the ULA lifestyle, it really is such a wonderful way of bringing together everything I was reading from all these other thought leaders about personal growth, personal development, goal setting. It really is just packaged up so nicely. And it's an it's a fairly easy read in the sense that it's it's not these super complicated concepts that make you feel like, oh, I need to buy another book or do this or do that to understand this more. It's all right here. They have the Ula Wheel, which is a process of measuring where you are in life now. It has the whole process for setting up goals and accomplishing those goals. As we wrap this up, I'm going to read one more little section near the end of the book. And I think it's really impactful because often we throw around terms like goals and dreams, and we're not really sure what those mean or or how there might be some difference. So right out of the book here, goals are milestones to your dreams. Most of us have dreams. They help us visualize the perfect life complete with the kind of people, things, and accomplishments we want to have. Dreams are huge, exciting, and free of fear and self-doubt and other limiting beliefs. If I knew it would really happen, we think to ourselves, what would I want in my life? Dreams don't require you to know the how. They only require you to know what and why. Unfortunately, when it comes to bringing those dreams to reality, most people confuse dreams with goals. But here's the thing. Goals are the milestones, the little steps you need to complete on the way to achieving your dreams. Goals are the action steps, planned and accomplished. They're the baby steps you must follow day by day to get your dream lifestyle. And further on, it goes on to explain that really, we tend to find it very easy to dream big. But then creating a situation in our life where we can actually achieve those dreams becomes nearly impossible sometimes. It's really important to understand you have to dream big. You must dream big. Enjoy your life by dreaming big and then writing it down. Writing it down into actionable, smaller goals to get you there. And then within those goals, you have those action steps. And I know in that paragraph I just read, it's like, wait, daily action steps? Your goals are daily action steps? So every day I've got to set multiple goals? Yes and no. You set big goals to help you get to your dream. And then within each goal, you break down those action steps, which you can look at as smaller goals. And you can go down to goals every day. But we usually refer to those as action steps every day to get you to those goals. Again, I can't say enough about this book. I think it's a it's one I still reference. I go back to as a coach. I you know I love sharing it with other people who are interested in it. 
the ULA lifestyle really is a system. It's a framework to restructure how you're living your life, to do it consciously, to be mindful of your daily actions. And I know it sounds like a lot of work. People go, wow, that's a lot. I don't know if I could do that. Here's the thing. You, you can take breaks. You know from listening to my other work, seeing me on social media, I'm a big fan of taking breaks. Taking breaks is not quitting. Taking breaks is not stopping. It means you recognize you have to rest in the process of moving forward. And you can build that into, by the way, to your action steps that you are accomplishing these things. And now, but this day, this half hour, this hour, this is my downtime. This is my personal time. Absolutely. You build that in because you're human. That's part of the process. What can happen though is if we don't allow ourselves that or we don't build out that structure and that framework, well, then the Netflix binge becomes a nightly thing or a, <laughs> a three hour things per night. And all of a sudden, those three hours, you could have used one of those hours maybe to work on something that you want to get done, right? That you put off to later. Uh, the point being is that we're human. And this. ULA lifestyle, getting your ULA life, it's a framework, it's a system to implement to really get the most out of your life. And it's been impactful for me, and I want to share that with you. Like I said, the next episode coming up is an interview with Dr. Troy. I'm very excited for you to hear this because through the interview, he even was saying, wow, here's some stories I haven't shared in a long time. So even if you are familiar with some of his stories or have never heard them before, I think you're really going to enjoy this interview with Dr. Troy. And that'll be coming out next week on Tuesday morning. In the meantime, if you would like a copy of the book, I have a link down below in the notes of this episode, and it's also a, there's a post on my website if you want to go check it out there as well, where there's a link that'll take you there to purchase the book. And in full transparency, this link is an affiliate link. doesn't increase the cost of the book at all or anything you might buy. It just gives me a little bit of a kickback because I'm the one that brought you there. So if you use my link to then move forward in buying the book, I get a little kickback, and I appreciate that. It helps support the podcast and the work that I do. As always, I truly hope you found value in this episode. Maybe something that I brought up about the book will serve you well, just in the quotes that I gave, the the brief little snippets I read, or maybe even you want to pick up the book for yourself, or like I have done, give it out as a gift to other people. It's really impactful. It's good stuff. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next couple of episodes where I get to interview Dr. Troy and Dr. Dave. Uh, These are long interviews where I ask a lot of questions. We get some really good stories out of them. And of course, there'll be future episodes as well. If you want to, you can also find me on YouTube and Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and yes, even on TikTok. Try to put out inspirational content there, of course, something thoughtful, something to brighten someone's day or give you something to think about. And of course, you can always check out my website, CoachRickSchwartz.com. Or there you can sign up for a free 30-minute discovery call. We can connect via Zoom, discuss what's going on in your life, see if my coaching program might be a good fit for you. And also, don't forget what I mentioned at the top of this podcast. I'm going to wrap up season two with a Q&A, so I need you to start sending in some questions that you might want answered. It'd be a lot of fun to do that, put that all together for the end of October. Thanks again for listening. I really do appreciate it. Have a good one, everybody. Bye.